Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't. I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait. Shelly? No. Shelly? 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 Don't worry. Shelly? Just for a second. Shelly! Immunities. An audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Dueling Genre Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one exciting minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Hayes. And joining us again from the Yo Rocky Philly... F- Man. <laughs> I'm going to get this right one. You can get this right by Friday. Yo Philly Rocky Film Tour. Uh, Philadelphia's own Mike Kunda. Mike, welcome. Yo, guys, it's so good to be back. I've missed you. It was a crazy 24 hours. same here same here uh today we're knocking out minute 32 which begins with paulo correcting jurgens and it ends with buddy's political incorrectness so uh so yesterday jurgens um he says his apollo's plan is very american and paulo corrects him by saying no it's very smart who can argue with him nobody i mean it's uh we see here why Apollo Creed is the master at what he does. Not only is is he the champion of the ring, but he's the champion of uh, marketing. There's there's kind of a uh, a weird moment after when as they're shaking hands. They're shaking hands very emphatically, by the way. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's kind of like a, almost a sinister like sort a of laugh, like evil, <laughs> like <laughs> like evil empire laugh type of thing. Yeah, yes. is this supposed to? And it, mean, it carries on for too long, like almost something out of like. The Austin Powers. All right, that, with, uh, Dr. Evil. that's a Thayer David, like 
typical moment. Thayer David, who plays, uh, you know, George Jurgens or Miles Jurgens, as we mentioned, um, mm-hmm. he was a bad guy in most movies. He's always the bad guy in the movies from the 60s yeah, and 70s. He has, he has the, the, both the look and the voice and obviously the laugh of a bad totally. guy. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, covering it the way we're analyzing it but in these one-minute clips, if you were to stop, pause the movie right there and kind of just think about how, how this could possibly play out. It seems like Apollo Creed is is a bad guy here, right? It's like a, a complete self-serving uh, mission that he's on. I wouldn't disagree with that. You know, we, we, we've seen up to this point the, um, the squalor that Rocky lives in. You know, it looks like Rocky's apartment, someone took a garbage can and just littered his apartment with it. And when you go out into the, the streets of Kensington where they filmed Rocky, it looks like someone took a giant dumpster and emptied it onto the streets. So already we feel for Rocky, right? He's talking to turtles. He's, um, he's uh, tapping on the window of the pet shop earlier in the movie to the mm-hmm. puppies and talking to Butkus, whatever. Well, you know, now we see Apollo. And we're like, geez, you don't have to be so pompous. And he, he did an amazing job of selling it. Carl Weathers did an amazing yeah. job of selling it very quickly in a very short amount of time. Did, did he ever? It kind of poses a question that when he's looking through the, the book of names, um, trying to pick guys out, you, you, I, I was asking myself through the, these minutes, is what Apollo's doing self, um, selfish or is he showing a benevolent side? I, I would go, I would just go, Apollo's ego is at work here. Um, uh, you know, we're going to, um, uh, I guess we're going we're gonna to point to Apollo's uh, ego very shortly. But um, I don't know. You bring up a good point, actually. There may be a benevolent side to Apollo by giving a local Philadelphia boy, a, a Snow White underdog, a chance. So maybe there's a little redemption, uh, which comes into play later in the series, I suppose. I'm not sure that I agree so much. I don't think what he's doing is that maniacal. I mean, he they went through the contenders. I mean, it wasn't like this was the first choice. Like, he mm-hmm. tried to get a contender. He was fighting a contender, but it didn't work out. The Nobody else was available. So they had to come up with another idea, and he comes up with, you know, and, you know, let's give this guy a shot. I could see the ego at play a little bit because, as we're going to learn later, he doesn't care about anything but the name he's looking for that novelty name that's going to draw people in it's going to make people watch it's going to bring in the money bring in the whatever you bring in in the 70s in boxing but i, I don't i don't think he's as as i don't want to use the word maniacal again sinister but i don't think he's as sinister <laughs> as you're making him out to be at this moment yet we, we were just going he's big. definitely has a, a He's arrogant. He's got an ego problem, but that's the well. Character. Would you, a, you know, would you agree that he's more business like instead of champion like? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. In this scene, he's absolutely more business like. Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay, I think I would agree with you guys on that. Okay, see that? Come to a happy medium. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right, so we leave uh, Jurgen's office for the time being. We cut to a downtown Philly street. What street is that? Uh, it's actually called Tusculum Street. Tusculum Street. Tusculum. Tusculum. Oh, shit. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Well, no. Actually, don't be too hard on yourself because people (laughs) in Philly that live in Kensington, which is northeast Philadelphia, that's where they filmed it, um, Mm -hmm. some people refer to it as Tusculum, Tusculum. It it just depends on, on... 
where you live because I say it right sometimes and I say it wrong sometimes. But the name of the street is Tuckalum. See us on the east coast of New Jersey called Tusculum. So definitely go. not Tusculum. <laughs> those those people should be flogged and hit. Block them from Twitter if they're calling it Tusculum. Uh, that's what I've been calling it since uh, since minute one. So oh so okay goodbye. I'll, I'll, I'll flog. My- <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a, a nice little snowy moment right here. It's snowing. That's one of the reasons why... There, there are many reasons why Rocky came together, but one of the main reasons, I believe, was the weather. You know, the producers wanted to film this all in California, and there's no way you would have had the same gritty effect uh, as you would in Philadelphia. We see the snow. We see the breath coming out of their mouths. To me, uh, with the overcast skies, this is something that plays into the whole Rocky mythology for, for me. Uh, it's something that I am very aware of when I watch it. it you know uh, it was filmed on the East Coast somewhere. There's no doubt. As a matter of fact, they were there... They were only in Philadelphia for five days, uh, starting at 4.35 in the morning on December 5th in 1975. And, uh, yeah, and um, they, uh, everyone knows the, 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 the story. They, they ran around guerrilla filmmaking. They didn't pay the union, whatever. And uh, it was literally one shot they, is all they had on most scenes. Avildsen would tell them, oh, you know, here, look, this looks like a good corner. Get out, say your lines, get back in the van, let's go. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that, that's basically the premise of how they did it. We, we have talked before about how um, Philadelphia is pretty much like another character in the movie. You know, it gives oh, totally. And, you know, we have said many times that, you know, this movie, it could have worked in New York City. It could have worked maybe in Boston. But mm-hmm. this wouldn't have worked in Miami or, you know, Los Angeles, like you said, or Santa Fe, New Mexico. It just would have had the same... Could you imagine if Rocky? Could you? You're, you're so wearing shorts right, right now. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine like if if Rocky was filmed in like Oklahoma or Poughkeepsie <laughs> or, or they like Denver? You know, it's like my God, or you know, like you're in Seattle. I just don't think it would have the same no. look or feel. Maybe Chicago, I would throw in there. Chicago, New York, Boston, Philly, pretty much are the only sure, places yeah. I think right. this would have worked. We, they have to have an elevated train. That's the that's the main. They need the L train. so uh a car that's too nice for this neighborhood gazo's 1973 cadillac deville drives up the street tusculum street yes all right let me stop you right there go for it i just learned something new Mm -hmm. 73 cadillac deville i never knew that that was on the imdb car database really Mm -hmm. i'm writing that down as i speak i never knew that I look at that. I'm g- the guy who's seen the movie hundreds of times, still <laughs> learning. I love learning. This. this is why I love social media, because just when you think you're the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, here comes Paul Bunyan who takes you out with his axe and his big blue ox, and someone knows more. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so he parks in front of Rocky's house, right? Mm-hmm, totally. That's Rocky's house there on the left. It sure is. 1818 Tusculum. And does it look like does it look the same today as it did in this movie? It looks identical. The only thing that's changed, they got new windows, a new front door, and uh, the 1818 has never been painted over. It's so faded, but it's still there. We actually created. I, I came up with this line of T-shirts that I sell, 
and it's a it's a little bit of brick facing on a black t-shirt with the 1818 painted on it just as it was in the movie oh my god i love that idea and on the back it says all i want to do is go the distance which is obviously what rocky says the night before the fight inside 1818 tusculum and uh so uh so anyways we we sell these t-shirts and uh, they've been flying off our shelves here and by shelves uh, by shelves, I mean the back of my tour van. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to let our our fans know where to get those. Uh, they can e- they can email me at mkunda33 at comcast.net, and I'll get them out to them. I'm gonna need one of those. We'll get them out to you. Excellent. So Rocky gets out of the back seat of Gazel's car and he starts to walk away, but you know he doubles back, knocks on the window. Just, just making sure he's got, you know, his eyes dotted and his T's crossed. Which he doesn't. He's, he's completely wrong. <laughs> he couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> Rocky, yes, he, uh, he says he needs to pick up two yards from Snyder and a grand from Capoli. And Gazzles <laughs> corrects him that it's two yards from Capoli and a grand from Snyder. Now, I was wondering what a yard is. Were you wondering that? Did you find a it? Yard is mar- I believe a yard is marijuana. Oh, is it? I believe so. See, everybody forgets this. And the other one is cocaine. See, a lot of people, uh, see, uh, uh, yeah, a gram of cocaine, a yard of marijuana. Oh, a gram. I thought he said a grand. No, a gram. Oh. As a, yeah, gram. See, here's the thing that everyone forgets. Rocky was a drug runner. He was a drug mule. <laughs> Nobody ever remembers this. Whenever we're talking about Rocky, and I talk to, in my life, this is no exaggeration. I've talked to thousands and thousands of people. Nobody ever brings up the fact that Rocky ran drugs for Gazzo. But the thing was, this is what Rocky had to do to get a couple of bucks to survive because his boxing career wasn't going anywhere. He uh, only made it to ninth grade, as we would find out later in the series. So, uh, you know, Rocky was not so pure. And um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure where the inspiration came from that, possibly from Chuck Wepner. Chuck Wepner had uh, had been involved with drugs a little bit, and and Chuck was actually a collector for the New Jersey mob, uh, and uh, yeah, that was a, a real thing, and um, you know Sloan drew a certain amount of inf- uh, you know um, inspiration from that. How much? Hard to say. Yeah, I was thinking that a, a, a grand um, back in 1975. See, we just thought it was Gazzo was a loan shark. He right. loaned money, and you know he charged a a high vig and and sent rocky to collect um i didn't realize that drugs were part of the operation which makes sense sure if you're a mobster you know and uh wow two yards from coppola because because duke needs that weed yeah he does he he does when i thought it was it was uh they were talking in currency terms i looked up what what yard was yeah and uh um one thing i found was yard was slang for one billion currency units I said, no, 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 no. that ain't it that is incorrect uh but but on wikipedia they call a 50 dollar bill uh is referred to by some as half a yard so if he was getting two yards from capoli that would be 200 dollars, which makes more sense which is true yeah look at that but uh a gram of coke uh what is it a gram and two yards of cocaine uh, of uh, marijuana that's an interesting how much, twist. How much is a yard of marijuana? Yeah, in Urban Dictionary, it, it confirms that a yard does refer to marijuana, but it doesn't say how much it is. How much? 
If you guys want to hang on a second, let me give Stallone a call, and I will see what his thought process was. Uh, because there's only a few people. I've probably, you know, on the tours, nobody's really talked about that. But, uh, you know, I've met some really hardcore people who are big Rocky fans, and they were like, hey, you know, Rocky was, a, uh, you know, carried drugs for Gazzo. And I was always like, hmm, I, you know, I thought he was a loan shark. He said, well, you know, they did a little bit of everything back in the day. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And the more I started listening to it, I was like, hmm, okay, a gram and yards. That, that is very interesting. So you fellas bring up some very good controversial statements here. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. Only seeing it minute by minute can you pick these things up. <laughs> you know? But how about Rocky's glasses and his damn notebook? That's that's beautiful. He can't remember anything, and he writes it down, and it's wrong. <laughs> how do you spell Del Rio? Yeah, that's the other one. Looking up on a dictionary rock. Come on. How will it happen no more? About the, the thumb, you know. Oh, we got Stallone on? Sylvester Stallone, welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, it's good to be here, guys. You're doing a great job. <laughs> uh, so Gazzo, uh, the guy who hears everything, he asks Rocky who this girl he's going out with tomorrow night. Rocky, of course, wants to know, how do you know? A lot of canaries flying around on the docks. That line about the canaries was improvised by the great Joe Spinell. Really? Yeah. He was just supposed to say, you don't, you don't, know, you don't think I hear things, you know, that what he said before. But at, to this point, the only people that knew that Rocky and, and Adrian were going to, well, only Rocky, Adrian doesn't even know yet, uh, <laughs> are Paulie, that a minute. Paulie, Rocky, and possibly Andy the bartender because he overheard them. So who the hell is Gazzo talking to that heard that Rocky's going out with Adrian? Well, maybe Paulie knew somebody. You know, maybe the guys, maybe somebody, oh, yeah. maybe somebody said something to somebody, right? Because Paulie set up the date. Paulie would know, and it's and if someone has a big mouth, I would say Paulie would be the one with the big mouth. Um, yeah, he'd be the candidate, absolutely. Right, Adrian didn't even know Rocky was coming, so take her out in a minute. <laughs> she could have told Gloria at the pet shop or something, right? But it wasn't her. Ah, <laughs> uh, Gloria. By the way, in the uh, the Rocky the musical on Broadway, which was brilliant. There's a whole backstory with Gloria dating Pauly, and really? uh, oh, oh, it's great. It's, it, it, I'll tell you what, if you ever get the chance, I uh, I have it on DVD. Um, uh, I uh, it, very hard to come by, but the uh, the I went to New York. We saw it. We went backstage. We talked with Andy Carl, who played Rocky, and we were up in his in the in the dressing room. We met the the whole uh, uh, cast of the show. It was fantastic. Um, okay. It was a yeah, you gotta be open to a little tweaks in in the storyline. It's basically all the same, okay, as the original Rocky. But whatever they improved, I had no problem with. And I'm a purist. I'm I'm a total purist. Well, we uh, the plan for this project is to run through all the Rocky movies. As long as they want to make them, we're gonna keep doing these podcasts. Yeah. Um, but as kind of like uh, little extras here and there i wanted to do something like cover the the play which i've never seen and i want to see how would you cover it if you've never seen it well this is down the line (laughs) we 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 have we have 120 of these to get through first uh also uh we we have a a friend that we work with that absolutely despises the rocky movie so i kind of want to do a podcast with him to to kind of get his argument to why rocky stinks jesus christ 
<laughs> Could you imagine? No, I can't imagine. <laughs> I that's can't like either. that's like hating the character ET. Nobody hates ET. Everybody wants that little Adrian, that little alien to go home, right? <laughs> little it's Adrian. Like, little Adrian. Yeah, I'm in Rocky mode. So, but I mean, like, how does he hate? Oh, that this is too insane, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Wow. He, he called it today. He called it a dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a direct quote. What, did his father drop him on his head as a kid or something? That's the only reasonable explanation. Maybe he had, like, like poison or something as a kid. Or, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Drank bleach. We're, we're gonna That's bring him it. on the show as a guest. We're gonna have a show specifically for him to tell us why he hates Rocky, and then we're gonna bring him on the Philadelphia Rocky tour <laughs> to, to heckle you. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you why he hates your tour. Oh my god! I'm gonna tape his eyes open with duct tape and have safety pins on the side, so there's no way he can close his eyes, and we'll yeah. we will Rocky him into submission. Like uh, Clockwork Orange. Right? Exactly. We're going to see the Broadway show. Oh, my God. No, he sounds like a great guy. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so Mr. Gazza was delighted uh, that, that Rocky is going out with Paulie's sister. So is his driver. <laughs> he says, uh, now, now it's a little politically incorrect, and you know we don't want to offend anybody out there, but right. this was 1975, and this is the opinions of one man. Gazzo's driver says, I hear she's retarded. And Rocky corrects him that she's not retarded, she's shy. And uh, driver, buddy, says, I'll tell you what to do. Take her to the zoo. I hear retards blank. He never gets to finish his quote. Well, he does, but not in this minute. I hear retards blank. Playing the uh, match game again. Buddy is is just an asshole. Well, it's his prostate, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which we don't find out until next minute. All right. I mean, that's the end of the minute here, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm all tapped out notes-wise. Well, fellas, if you don't mind, I'd like to come back tomorrow and finish chatting on this, if it's possible. Let me uh, see. We're going to have to move some guests around, but I, th- I think <laughs> we could... Tight schedule, but... I think we could make room. Yeah, we're ready. Awesome. In the meantime, uh, why don't you let our fans know uh, where they can find good old Mike Kunda? Okay, so, if you want to look for Mike Kunda, you can find him at. Damn it! <laughs> Musculum Kunda. <laughs> you can find Mike Kunda at. Uh, you can Google my website. It's the Yo Philly Rocky Film Tour. You can find me on uh, Twitter. Just type in my name, Mike Kunda, K U N D A. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm all over the place. I'm like. Uh, I'm like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> And and catch him on the Slycast too with uh, who else you got over there Jeff Ferry uh, yeah Craig and the two uh, Jeffs yeah and we're we're uh, we got to get one of those going up soon we we have so much fun but they're yeah. marathon sessions they usually go three and a half hours sometimes so wow yeah, yeah yeah I've actually reached out to Craig a few times we're trying to make it work but he's busy you know it doesn't always work out well, plus he, I think he's on the West Coast right he is on the West Coast and he works with one of the the big um, I don't know if he's at Mandalay Bay or the Luxor. He's at one of those big places, and he's, like, in charge of all the entertainment. So he is a busy, busy dude, and uh, he uh, he's a good guy. By the way, if I could just say one thing about Craig's voice. You guys listen to Howard Stern at all? Uh, used to. Okay. Well, there's a guy on the Stern show, John Hine. He does the wrap-up show with Baba Booey. I swear to God, Craig sounds just like John Hine. He's got the one of the best voices for radio. Oh, excellent. Anyways, that's my little uh, bro love for the guy. 
Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get him on. We're going to make it work. I promise. Nice. Promise, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As for us, uh, you can visit our Facebook listeners page, Mighty Mix. Um, you can visit us at Twitter, on Twitter, at Rocky Minute. Uh, you can find us at DoingGenre.com with a ton of other good shows to listen to and uh, some short films that Scott Corelli wrote and directed himself. You can yell at us on email, RockyMinute at gmail.com. Swing by iTunes and give us a review. Five stars, preferably. Until tomorrow, uh, we'll talk to you on the next Rocky Minute. <laughs>